Hey people, what's going on? True News 365. How are you doing again? Uh, I want to talk about, um, uh, I want to entitle this one, uh, When You Back Yourself Into Absurdity. When you back yourself up into the wall of absurdity. Okay? Um, when you when you determine that you're going to, uh, uh, as an atheist, or a so-called atheist, a person who's, an atheist is basically defined a one way, right? But it's like racism. Racism has been defined, but who, who defined racism? Racism is a word that doesn't have a, 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 a long, a large history, right? But in a culture, it's used to describe something. Well, it's the same thing with atheism. Atheism is supposed to refer to a person who um, doesn't believe that there's a, a, a God due to a lack of evidence. But the true meaning of an atheist is a person who denies God. The person is, is a denier. So in this culture where people are pointing out deniers, ooh, there goes a denier. Look at that guy. That guy's a denier. Denier, 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 pants on fire. In essence, the denier, uh, an atheist, is, is a denier of God. And what's the bigger, that, what's a denier? I mean, you could be a climate change denier. <laughs> you could be a denier of this and a denier of that. But if you, the very light that illuminates your, your whole planet, I would say that that's the top of the enchilon, right? That would be the top, top denier that anyone could describe. So an atheist is a person who's a denier of God. Okay, I mean, sure, they have their definitions, and yeah, you could go back and see that this is what's down there. But the Bible, which has the ultimate authority, says that we all believe, we all know that there's a creator. So, I mean, innate, a lot of people already know this. A lot of people calling themselves atheists, they know this already. So they've kind of shied away from calling themselves uh, say, or saying that they don't believe in God. It's not that I don't believe in God. It's that I just don't find any evidence. So they play with words. And, uh, you know, as, as subjective as their subjective reality can be, they're also pretty liberal and subjective on that stance and that definition and getting pinned down to things that are illogically uh, attained and just absolute absurdity. So when you try to grab onto this oily weasel, it keeps slipping out of your hands. <clears throat> you know, just when you thought you got a good grab, the thing wants to slip away from that too. So, and it's not that I'm, I'm trying to bash. I am, I am reacting to the absurdity of it in the hopes that people will see how, how absurd this mentality is or this argument or this stance. It's not my intention to be uh, condescending or or snide 
you know, it's just that it is absurd. <clears throat> and people need to, before they, they take on or they start believing, <clears throat> sorry, and until they start believing this type of stuff, they, they really should come to the conclusion of what this means. You're, you're taking on a, an absurd stance. So the same people who, who call, who deny the, the vastness of God because God is greater than, than the actual skies that are above them and the creation of all things and when we really look at biology, our humanity, everything around us and, and, the, and the, the evidence just as the Bible again, just as the Bible says that all of his creation testifies to his existence when we recognize that we automatically know that it, it just just like the, again just like the Bible says it would take a fool to claim that there's no God so but then they try to get away from that saying that no it's not I'm not denying that there's a God I'm just saying that there's, there's no evidence but that's even worse because the the evidence is so so replete everywhere that they're back into the absurdity box so you're denying all of these things and somehow coming up with the conclusion that something else best explains it. So it's like this whole thing with this evolutionary theory. Evolutionary theory in modern English, in modern understanding, okay, it, it, anybody could say, well, it's a theory. But that's how, people, that's how people understand it. However, if you say it's a theory to someone who claims to be an atheist, they'll say, yeah, but you're not in the word theory well. Well, then give me a word. I mean, switch the word already. What's taking you so long? Call it a, a, a fury. A fury. Uh, a, a, I mean, why would they want to use a word that's so commonly used to understand the, lesson, the, the lesser properties of of a context of absolute uh, of absoluteness and yet not create a word I mean you know people are creating words all the time let's finally create a word <laughs> that that connotes more uh, absolution than the word theory if the word theory is uh, is is thrown around as a, a concept <laughs> The, the way we understand it is a concept, it's a theory, or it's a, it's a, it's a uh, 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 postulation, right? But they want to take it more than that, and they want to sidetrack, and they want to distract, and they want to, and they, they want to go to the left whenever. Again, the weasel, the oily weasel, <laughs> the oily weasel, doesn't want to stand subjected to the absurdity of their claims. But then the absurdity just continues. It doesn't stop there. Then they say that there's no such thing as evil. That evil is subjective. And some so-called atheists are trying to say that they don't believe in e evil. Isn't that what we see in secularism? The, uh, the minimizing of what evil is? Well, that's not evil. It's just you use uh, the different parameters and the different condition variables and, and you can uh, understand that some things are just not evil and it's just in our society. And, da -da 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 -da. and, there, and then somehow, the, the uh, yet more absurdity as to, as to try to derive what evil is without having a, 
an absolute standard of what evil is. So if you have a subjective view of, of evil and of bad and of good, then you could be wrong about what you call is evil. So um, on an atheist forum recently, I um, it'd be interesting for me to uh, post it up it's, so, you, so people can, can have a a real solid example of the deflection. And I was in a forum where I couldn't really freely go back and forth, so I can just add comments. And the person could just shoot down the comments with absurdity, and uh, I couldn't uh, re-engage. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that anyone listening, anyone at earshot to the absurdity that's coming, that's going on, that's going on will say, well, yeah, that person doesn't, this person has no stance in being able to make any truth claims or any claims of good or evil. If they, Number one, they don't believe in God. And number two, they have no standard for evil or good. And then a yet more absurdity, they'll claim that what derives good and evil comes from a societal consensus. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, I mean, it just flabbergasts. I just have to use that word because it's it, the flabbergasting is, is like when you're like, blah, 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 and you and you just fall backwards in your chair. And that's what it sounds like. So I love, I, I like using that word. I, I hold it for special occasions just like this. And so it knocked me off my chair to hear uh, atheists so-called to say that uh, society dictates what is good and what is evil. So, what society, what consensus, at what point was there ever a consensus among human beings recorded in history <laughs> where, um, where, where, where good was done right? Okay? Where, where, where they actually got morals correctly. Maybe they're expecting this to happen. I, and I, that's what I think. I think that, you know, it's the whole be good for goodness sake type deal where people just are sitting around saying, but, you know, come on, people, you just got to, I mean, it's, you know, there's so much murder in the world and, and suffering. And this, I mean, we, we just have to be good for goodness sake. We just, let's just be good. Can't we just get along? And haven't we wished upon a star long enough? Okay, it's it's underivable. So what's the eight so-called atheist solution they have no solution but to you know just accept your fate and you're floating your piece of star you know floating around and you're gonna die and and i'll wither away and worms will will take over my body and oh i'm so happy about that who are you fooling who are you fooling if you notice the pro pro projection and the momentum of so-called atheists to answer these questions and to attack religion it's because they're not very settled in what they truly believe they're not but it's a again it's a fake utopia it's a fake it's a it's a mask you know then no one could be i don't know anyone in human history or anyone that can be settled with the idea of not knowing who you are no true identity no true understanding but a theory that in modern english means a concept but yet has been uh, you know, weirdly 
made to convince people that, yeah, well, this is like absolution, of which there is no absolution. <laughs> so you can see where I'm going with this, where I've gone with this, and I can continue. So I might do a part two to this as well. Well, it's ongoing. Let's just say it's ongoing until the next conversation on on the absurdity. But that that's what people need to understand. And that's what's out there. And so when you sit with somebody who's playing a word salad and they're trying to throw away, throw around all of these concepts and sound, sounding intelligent. You know, some people don't even have the British accent to try to make themselves seem convincing. They just have maybe a bow tie to wear and somehow that's validity as to they know what they're doing, but they really don't know what they're saying and they don't know who they are. It's sad. Underneath that mask, it's a sad ordeal. Okay? It's only in the in the biblical worldview, in the Christian worldview, that we can understand who we are, have true identity. And 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 that the world is suffering from an identity crisis. Big time. The culture is, oof, it's amazing how deep the confusion goes, how deep the hurt goes, because you cannot be settled if you don't know who you are, where you came from, where you're going, and that's what I believe the Bible answers. But the problem is that there are people trying to understand, or rather they're trying to interpret the Bible based on their uh, negative presuppositions. Their, uh, their rebellious presuppositions, their denial. And the Romans 1 speaks clearly of these people. And, and the scriptures saw them coming since the beginning of time. They just reject. They reject. And for the Christian, for the brother, the sister that's listening to this, and it's in its variations, even when it masks itself to be Christian, you have to understand that if, in, with regard to the scriptures that you claim to know and love and stand on and place your worldview on, I will tell you that it is defined in the scriptures as rebellion to God, a fist up to God, okay, a, a nose thumbing. You have to understand that from the base, this is rebellion of God. It doesn't matter if it's masked in a polite manner. It doesn't matter if it's well-dressed. Let's not be fooled. The only thing that makes a difference is whether the person is truly searching for God. You will know the person who's really searching for answers. You're not hammering on them. You're not forcing them. In this forum, as friendly and as as uh, as much as I try to follow the flow of their uh, fake hypocrisy, I was still considered extremely hateful. And yet I said nothing that was hateful. All I did was quote the scriptures and speak from an authority, from a scriptural authority. But people will hate you when you say to them, God bless you. There, will peop there are people that will hate you. So stop trying to be a friend to the world. You could, the Bible mandates us to give the truth in love and gentleness, yes. Okay, but understand where the base of the rejection is coming from. Not all of it is going to be ignorance and I'm starving. I need to know who God is. Please help me. That's the, that's the, 
the, the message of the world, that's, that's what they want you to think. But not, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. Okay? Not everybody who's coming to you and trying to pick your brain is, is the one, the publican, who, who bashes their, their, their fist against their heart and says, God, forgive me, a sinner. I'm trying to find who you are. Let's not be so gullible to Satan. And again, to the, to the snake that's in the grass that's so subtle and cunning and crafty. Okay, the, my mom would always tell me that the devil isn't the devil isn't so dangerous because he's that evil. He's that dangerous because he's that old, and he's been uh, basically uh, he's had a whole uh, generations after generations to fool us, you know, uh, sinful human beings because we want to be lied to. Lie to me is the human uh, vulnerability. But I'll tell you, that's what you have to understand. The Christian has to understand that not everything that, that comes to you is roses. Okay, there's always something behind there. And when a person comes from, from another understanding, remember that the Bible clearly has a stance on that. Ask yourself, what, what does, what's the Bible's stance on, on a person who rejects God? Is, is the person, uh, the person is, is, a, is a rebel first, is a rebel first, and then the person is a, a uh, someone who's seeking answers. Perhaps they're not seeking answers, they just want to see if you have them. That's all it is. And oftentimes, uh, believers and brothers and sisters don't have, uh, are not equipped well enough to be able to answer and to stand their own. Oftentimes they do get led into uh, anger issues and, and hostility, but that's not, of course, in gentleness. But don't think that someone meek and mild and gentle isn't going to get stoned as well, okay? Your very presence, your very aligning with Christ makes you hated, and that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed because Christ himself told you that, okay? The holier you, you are, the more like Christ you are. No one could be more like Christ than Christ, and he got crucified and, and tortured and ripped apart. I'm sorry. So I don't buy this whole thing about, well, you know, it's you Christians that are forcing things down. That's the first thing they'll tell you. But that's the, that's the argument of the world. When Christians uh, tag along the, the arguments and they start sounding like the world, uh, again, they can be either new in the faith or just liberal theology or a shaky non-rocky foundation you know when those winds blow uh, where else are we going to what's going to happen no one knows well we do know because the bible says what happens if you do not set your house on the rock so anyway my next podcast will be either more on this or will be on how believers and Christians and those claiming Christ those calling themselves by Christ's name need to get together we need to get together because the evidence of the fracturing or the falling away is like before us it's just yelling in our faces and the times of being ready because we already have the hatred of the church we even have church people hating on the church we have everything and in, 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 in from every corner of society and culture 
hating on the church. Everything hates the church. They want you to hate your own church. But God, but Christ died for his church. Okay? And he and, and he talked about a remnant that he has. So why are we hating on the church? Could it be that the people that need to be hated are the ones that are not doing what they're doing? Perhaps they're not the church? That's what we have to understand. So stop bashing the church because there are people out there that are the remnant of God. There are people that are the elect of God and those people are holding it down. They are purifying their, you know, keeping, wearing their garments. They are wearing Christ. Okay, so we have to not take on, if the world is telling you, yeah, but the church and this and that, you talk to the church, defend your church, defend your brothers and sisters. The New Testament is wall to wall about loving your brothers. So how are you loving your brothers and the ones you know exist? Okay, even the ones in heaven, even the ones in, in glory now, in, or rather in, 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 in God's presence, in the presence of God, even those. Imagine you not defending those. But you're talking about, yeah, but they're hypocrites. You don't go to church because, uh, uh, you know, they're hypocrites in the church. And how do you know that? How do you know what every church is happening with every pastor and every believer, every condition and whatever? I'm really tired. You can tell I'm very tired of people bashing on the church. Okay, read your Bible. Understand that we're supposed to love our brethren. Perhaps you're hating on the church is because you're giving up on the church. The church is meant for us to be able to uh, uphold each other. That's what it's for. Because the world ain't going to hold you up. They're not going to do that. They're going to look at you and watch you as you fall. And point and say, Psh. you see, there you go. Okay? So if you align with the world and you're talking smack about the world. Anyway, I'm getting into my next podcast. <laughs> I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening up to now. And until next time, God bless.